0: U13 AA, Maple Leafs Athletic Club Edmonton, sponsored by Pursuit of Motion Physio. Thank you, Joshua, for the chance to do the lineup here today. Uh, there is the logo I think you associate me with, Hockey Night in Canada. Well, let me just start with a little video here. I don't know if you saw this last week, but it was great.
1: Number nine. AG and Campe. And my dad,
0: number 11, Andre Kopitar. To, to do what you love is to drink from the fountain of youth. And Andre Kopitar, the Los Angeles Kings, uh, he has found that. That's his boy, Jakob, doing the starting lineup last Saturday in LA as Andre became the most games played Los Angeles king all time. So I've got your lineup here and I'm going to introduce, by the way, uh, when I was your age, uh, I love the game so much in Red Deer, Alberta. I still play twice a week. The black sweater, that's Wednesday Night Hockey League. And then the Oilers colors, the Bulldogs, is my Tuesday Night Men's League team. So the skill that you have now, you will still enjoy 50 years from now. I'm 63. Imagine that. Here's the lineup for this season. And I wish you nothing but the best. Let's start with the uh, goaltender, Reed McCray, number one. Logan Rowland on defense is wearing sweater number four this year. Number six, Felix Bassett-Bercue forward. Forward, number seven. By the way, that's my number, Braden. Braden Kuau. Number eight is Cooper Conway on defense. Number nine, Kashton Kanal, plays forward. Number 11 is Caleb Moss, forward. On defense, number 12 is Rory Cole. Number 13, Lander Jeffers, forward. Number 14 is Ben Kalinoka, forward. Number 15 is Ryder Holowetiak. Defense, number 16 is Gunnar Gagne, forward. Number 17, Greg Bellus, defense. Also on D, number 18 is Callan Gay. Number 19, Sean Lennox, forward. Jaron Ryder, number 21, forward. And goal, number 31, Audrey Tong. Congratulations, you're part of an amazing organization. Uh, You take care of the seconds, the minutes will take care of themselves. And one last thing. This is a guy I think you'll recognize. Uh, Let's just enjoy uh, Blue and White. Uh, By the way, the 93 there, that's Sam Bennett of the Florida Panthers. He grew up with Connor McDavid in Newmarket, uh, Ontario. They used to practice every day. They would go into separate bedrooms in the house at the McDavid's. They would come out, play O Canada, and then mini sticks. Uh, So yeah, take care of the seconds and minutes will take care of themselves. Real pleasure to announce your starting lineup. Be great in 23-24 from all of us at Hockey Night in Canada.
1: Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast presented by Sheena Boychuk Real Estate. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall, and uh, my guest early this morning here on uh, Tuesday morning is uh, a two-time Stanley Cup champion. He's a longtime executive in the National Hockey League, and uh, he does a uh, bit of work with Sportsnet. You can find him there, but uh, we got uh, Mike Fuda back with us. Futes, how's it going?
2: Good, Josh. How you doing, bud? Exciting times. Uh, yeah. Anytime there's... 32 teams playing on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. you know that you know the remote's going to get some work.
1: Yes, the remote is definitely going to get to work. I work with this guy here, and uh, I'm back home now. But uh, I work with this guy out in Fort McMurray, and uh, his uh, he always goes the seven days off. He just sits on his couch and he just goes click click. And <laughs> as, as his wife says to him, uh, "Let's go out," and he goes, "Nope, click click." So uh, last we, night
2: was just the one game.
1: Yeah. One game and then you got, uh, all the teams playing tonight and the staggered starts, uh, yeah. at least we'll kick it off at four o'clock. And then I think the flyers and golden Knights finish off at nine, uh, 9.00 PM, uh, mountain standard time. So this will be the first time, but of twice the NHL will do this. They'll do this, uh, later on in the, in the season two, they call it, uh, the frozen, the frozen pond or something like that. It's called the, the terminology, but, um, uh, <laughs> um Pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, your thoughts? Like, how cool is that for the viewer? You know, you got a lot going on. You got the game seven in the baseball series. Uh, you, you know, there's a, a lot going on for sports fans in the in the way too.
2: I'm glad you mentioned that to me because I didn't know how staggered it was. I didn't know it started at four. That's awesome. I knew the Kings played at 10:30 the last one. Yeah, um, I think Arizona is in town, but uh, no, it's it should be fun. I mean, it's it's amazing when you see how some teams have started and you know, some of the ones that you expected to struggle have struggled. And then, you know, you get a team like, I mean, every year there's a team that kind of plays above their head and Philly's probably the team right now that's just kind of outworking everybody. But I would think that they'll fall back. They'll fall back with the pack eventually. And then uh, there's a couple other teams that I think expected to like, it's good for Vancouver, right? Because historically they get off and get behind the gate and then miss the playoffs by two points. Yep. when they get hot in the second half. So it's important for them to have the start they're having. And obviously Pedersen's been awesome. And Tockett's really holding them accountable at, early. But um, it, it's amazing because, like, you look at, I guess, I was watching last night, the Sabres. And rightfully so, I think a lot of people excited about them. But you just can't you can't come out of the gate like that every year and then play catch-up. It's just too tough to do. But anyways, it's exciting to watch, that's for sure.
1: Yep. It will be... Uh... It'll be a great night of uh, of puck and uh, obviously a baseball game too. Uh, see if the Phillies can uh, you know punch their ticket to a second World Series uh, in two years in a row. But um, I know my brother would be pretty happy about that. He is everything Philadelphia ever since Alan Iverson was there. Uh, my brother Jevin just uh, his birthday the other day, uh, forty two years old, but he's uh, he's big and. Yeah, May uh, uh, 19th of October, sorry. 17th, my sister. There you go.
2: 17th, my sister, and I'm coming up in the 28th.
1: I don't count them anymore though. No, no. dude, <laughs> You look young though. So that's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah. I, I look, if, young. I if, guess If, we if, both look it,
2: if you can convince my birth certificate to look young.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I had heard. laughs> um, I'm definitely feeling it now after 14 days of, uh, straight work in Fort McMurray, but, uh, I'm back in it. back for a week off in full hockey mode. Our NHL news and notes segment is brought to you by Sheena Boychuk. Yes, you heard that last name, right? That's Sheena Boychuk. As a licensed realtor, Sheena has you covered to buy and sell your home in this hot market. She also offers home consulting services to help you upgrade your living space. Check her website out at SheenaBoychuk.com and tell her the 2 Months Podcast sent you. Realty by Design, your design approach to real estate. We'd like to thank Sheena for jumping on. This is a new sponsor for us. So we're very excited to have join us here on this Too Much Podcast journey. Uh, You know, back here in Alberta, a little bit of panic settling in in Northern Alberta feuds with uh, Connor McDavid going down to an injury. We don't really know what it is, if it's, you know, a rib, if it's a hip, if it's a back. Um, But uh, we know Matthias Eckholm missed six weeks with a hip flexor injury and maybe conor mcdavid is built differently and if he's only out two weeks that is a good thing but if he's out for a, a long stretch of time um you know how bad is that for the edmonton Oilers others here
2: it's bad i mean the best player in the world um not playing is it's and on a team that's struggling to defend and needs to put up offense is never a good thing i mean i don't know what to say I, I heard some quote today. So i was looking up it's time for positive inflection or something.
1: Like that. Well, Craig McTavish was on Oilers now yesterday, and he was swinging the uh, the bat of positivity for uh, for Oilers fans. He said, "Let's ease off on these guys, media fans, everything. Let's give them a break. They've done a good job the last two years. They deserve a little, of, uh, you know, us coming off the leash a bit." So, you know, in his term of that, and I guess it got a lot of play. Uh, you know, Bob is a good friend of ours, same with Brendan Escott, but. Uh, i don't know man it's uh you know when you look at it feuds you look at colorado coming out of the gates hot you look at vegas coming out of the gates hot vegas first time a stanley cup team stanley cup champion team has come out of the gates six and oh first time in NHL history that's happened um you know the pedigree that they have there and there are missing petrangelo on the back end and they're still uh humming pretty good and i think uh white cloud is o2 but you know that's a, that's those teams have won there's a reason why they've won and there's a reason why they're winning you know these these games coming out but i just i can't seem to think the orders are a better team than they were in game 6 against vegas last year cuz they're not i think they're worse this year than they were last year and when you got uh matthias yamark uh, on your right wing on your first line i don't know if that's the like that doesn't look so good in my opinion and that's where he's going to play tonight in minnesota your thoughts on that
2: yeah, it's a tough one because, you Good know, way. obviously this, yeah. this is a great hockey team, right? But I, I think for me, the biggest thing is it's not, I mean, I'm, it's not like like down, down on them, but the bottom line is to come off at a preseason where Jack Campbell was extraordinary. And then the way that first game went was just, there's, you know, there's bad breaks and then there's just inexcusable to be absolutely pounded that way. Um because it just brings up the question again about the, the back end and the goaltending. And I mean, the biggest thing when you look at these teams that, that pick it up, but I, and I don't, it's not, I think it's like this team can't win a couple games with Connor McDavid out of the lineup. But I think when you saw their back end without Ekholm is just, it's so incomplete. It's frightening. Whereas you, like you said, these teams that win Stanley cups, like Colorado and and like you just used Vegas, right? Like you think about the depth of those six guys they have there that when a white cloud, uh, who was great last year in the playoffs, right? Um, you know, Petro, who's arguably their best. Um, and they don't miss a beat, right? Because there's still such depth there that the next guy up isn't such, isn't like falling off a cliff. Right. And uh, and I just think that's the consistency factor that I'm a little concerned about the start to the Oilers. And and again, it comes back to like I'm a big fan of Darnell Nurse um, and what he brings to the table in his competitive nature. But you can argue um, you can make the argument that he's not. And we've had this discussion before that he's not a true number one. You know, he, he can be the number one on. Uh, I mean, I think Ekholm is, but I mean, he's not making nine, nine and a half million dollars. When you have someone playing, making that kind of money it really makes it difficult to add pieces, pieces around to have that kind of depth on the back end that you require to win and stuff like that. So and it's no knock because I mean, he's, he's intensely competitive. That's a big number. Uh, that's a big number on the back end um, when you're not. The elite of the elite kind of thing. So, uh, hopefully, they get her going. I love the Connor Brown pickup. I mean, the goaltending got to pick up. Didn't like Evander Kane's interview after his fight. Um, that to me was a backhanded slap at the coach. That's um,
1: twice he's done that. Now he did it in the preseason too because he played five preseason games. Yeah, well, yeah, he clearly back.
2: doesn't. It clearly doesn't have any. It's yeah. a, not a good thing when you're two weeks into the season and a guy who's who's is um, what's the. the has a volatile past. I mean, it looked like, you know, you're seeing a new addition of Vander Kane, a happy version that was certainly bringing it. He's a great player, but you can tell that there's something going on with him and the coach. And he's got one of those uh, personalities that when he's in that kind of mood, it's not good for the team. Uh, And and, and, and he's not going to back down. He's not the one that's going to apologize to Woodcroft. That's for sure. And uh, again, that's sometimes when you've got a young coach and you've got a, a magnified personality like that, it, you can see the friction, and it's it definitely it's definitely not something. It was so obvious. I think even Ron McClain said uh, immediately, he said two fights, one with uh, one with Dylan and one with Woodcroft, yeah. <laughs> which is great, Ron McClain, typical Ron McClain. But yeah, I guess if it's, I didn't know it was the second time it's happened. But again, he's such a polarizing figure who they need to be in a positive state of mind because he's such, he's such a valuable power forward When he's in the right place mentally, but you could tell that was a direct shot, barrel over the barrel at his coach.
1: And it wasn't like he was prompt to that question. It wasn't like a reporter asked him what his thoughts were, like he would have walked up, like a reporter would have walked up to him or he would have walked up to the the,
2: the reporter. The reporter gave him a tap in putt. Basically, hey, you're. You know you're struggling a little bit. Team struggling. You you know you pick a fight. You know get yourself going. And he just totally shot it down. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't playing very much, so I thought I'd sit for eight minutes and get a, get get a fight in. never mentioned once to get the team going, just so I can go sit on the other side for eight minutes.
1: Yeah. I wonder. Since we're on the cane, the cane topic, I know this is fight. Pretty,
2: by the way, Josh, that was it was a good. That was, an angry, that was an angry fight. Not too many guys take their buckets off and throw like that. I was surprised by Dylan. I thought correct. Evander's got that. Uh, and I've always thought Dylan's a tough, tough player, and he's certainly not afraid of anybody. But Evander's got that boxing background. That when you take your helmets off, you're getting into yourself into a.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he really did well for himself. He did. He did for sure. I just, one of the things that stood out to me with Evander Kane and I said this in the summertime and I know I haven't said it with you, but just the one thing that strikes me just different um, and I don't know, maybe I'm nitpicking here and you can, you can put me in my place if I'm not, but, uh, or if I am or whatever, but when it comes to like Instagram pictures and stuff like that, it's all videos of him or uh, pictures of him. And then you see some other teammates If you know, it's like, Oh, hockey's back! Or playoffs started, or big win tonight. It's the player and his team. Team, you know, in the picture, teammates and stuff like that. A lot of his pictures are are circled around just him. So I just, I don't know. Something just. It's
2: yeah. I, I don't. I've always said that he's a player. That when he's in a good spot mentally, he's arguably. I mean, I mean, power forwards. They're. Uh,
1: the so right is, now. Yeah.
2: It's almost a dead, and he's not like he's so much like when you think of a guy that can probably score 40 can fight can skate can hit they just don't make him like that anymore but you know tom wilson you know does it in washington and it, he does it all for in the sake of the team and, it, and it, it seems at certain times that evander's doing it for evander but i mean he's too valuable a player you just gotta you gotta find a happy medium because he's not someone that you want to get yeah. go toe to toe with because it's just it's uh, just to, when you're on the same side, because if you if he's just got that big personality, it's the same sense with Luch, right? Yep. there's such a huge not only, but their physical presence, but their just overall presence in a dressing room that if they're upset, I used to say it about McGrattan all the time. Like it was like you just don't even want to walk by the stall because it's so obvious. He's, there's just an angry grizzly bear in there, yeah. And uh, and it, and it it has a deflating has a deflating feel for the team when you kind of have to tiptoe around someone's stall because you know they're ready to go off like a pack of dynamite.
1: Yeah, um, Yeah, we'll see what happens. Feuds, they got no third period goals. Uh, they're the only team in the NHL that hasn't scored a goal in the third period yet, so that has to change if they're, uh, they're going to get into the win column here. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's definitely a concern. The goals against is I think they're 31st in goals against, just over four goals a game, and they're uh, 23rd. Um, with uh, 2.73 goals forward, so uh, that's uh, that, that's going to have to flip-flop here at some point and without McDavid. We'll see. The Jay Woodcroft said yesterday he's not ruling McDavid for Sunday for the Heritage Classic. Uh, yeah, I was
2: going to mention that too, Joe. that's just one for the sake of the game. That yeah. kind of sucks, right? Like You've got something that monumental and I mean, he's in every commercial for it and I just don't, I mean, he's too valuable. You can't rush him back unless he's 100% and I'm sure in his mind that's probably going to play in it because he's he'd want to play in that game so much, but you got to be really careful about it. But for the sake of hockey in Canada and this, the whole event, it'd be a real shame if the best player in the world wasn't about to play in it.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's shift over to the flames here real quick. Uh, your thoughts on kind of them. They have kind of, an they haven't had the best start Nazem Kadri looks uh, looks like he's having a rough go, and I know this doesn't seem like the po- most positive podcast right now because these are the tough conversations we have to unfortunately have at the start of the year.
2: Oh, because we want we've got such high. I mean, yeah. I want Edmonton to win. It's not yeah. I'm not trying to be negative about Edmonton. I just think there's such a. I want someone. Handing the Stanley Cup to Connor McDavid, I mean, yeah. you know, in person and to a certain extent, Drysdale as well. I mean, and I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not like that community's never won a cup. My lord, they're one of the most successful in hockey histories for the Gretzky and Messier years. But I mean, I want Connor McDavid. Uh, I want a smile on his face, and I want someone handing him the Stanley Cup because he's he's one of those players that you don't want to look back on and say, you know, yeah. Like, you know, with the Crosbys, all these other great players have got their cups and he needs cups. And yeah. that's why, and that's kind of why you're, you're critical, you're just being honest. And then, uh, I mean, Calgary, I mean, I hope everybody's happy. Is everybody happy? That's the key, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everyone got to be happy, to the,
2: right? Off the same start, but everybody's smiling, coming to the rink. And yeah. the bottom line is you got to win hockey games. I mean, I've seen some of their stuff. And I mean, obviously, a big smile on Hubert face and um, he's playing, playing very
1: well. Um, yeah. Noah Hannafin looks like he's going to resign as Elliot Freeman reported on Hawkin. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm
2: sure they'll have to, he'll get his money and stuff like that. But again, Naz, you know, Nas can beat to his own drum at times too. And, uh, you know, he had the big fight there and uh, tried to get the bench pumped up. But you, you got to be a big, you got, like, there's a couple guys there still that really, I think, have to. I mean, and Naz won that Stanley Cup and was such a huge part of it. You really got to start realizing that you've signed a long-term deal you're a big part of this thing these are your teammates let's get going let's be a part of this family and that's another one that i don't i still think a year later and he can use the whatever the sutter excuse whatever but and now it's next season and it still doesn't look like you're almost all in with your teammates um yeah. and he's too good a player to not be so hopefully he gets this thing turned around
1: mm-hmm. yeah well, uh, let's uh
2: playing better though that's it looks like
1: yeah, he's he's definitely found his groove there. Uh Vladar looks shaky right now. He got lit up the other night. So I wonder if uh, you know I was surprised
2: uh, I was surprised and I mean he's always been a real solid backup and stuff, but I what did the wolf thing just not
1: he Just didn't beat anyone out in camp. Wolf has started off in the American Hockey League, like where he picked off last year, and, yeah. and that's just red hot. You know, he's I think he's two, three, and oh, or something like that. And I know his save percentage is uh, it was 942 last I saw, so he's he's back to where he was, obviously, before he hasn't really slipped off. So I just wonder if there's a little knock on the door and say, Well, hey.
2: but that's but that's one of those ones, in my opinion, you almost gotta the kid has done so much that if you truly believe him, you almost have to like see if Tampa is interested in a Vladar or somebody that's got banged up out of and, and just remove the option. It's the same thing, like forever, this wall kid in Toronto, right? He just yes. couldn't find a net because it was always filled by, you know, whether it was Samsonov and Murray, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Right. And now all of a sudden they're just not there and he gets his chance and because there's just not another option and he looks great. So sometimes you just have to the old money ball situation there where you, <laughs> if you're not getting the guy in, you just remove the other option and, mm-hmm. and, and let the guy get his feet wet and, uh, and earn his stripes. But be nice to see. I'm sure he'll get in there before the season's out. Um, he's just, he's accomplished too much to not get that opportunity. Yeah. Um,
1: your thoughts on kind of what, uh, you know, the Buffalo Sabers have done. We obviously had some high expectations on them. Their low attendance again, last night uh, against Montreal. Uh, your concerns, anything in in Buffalo land that uh, kind of concerns you or will these guys kind of find their way here, do you think?
2: Well, they they really have to, right? There's a lot of talent there. And, um, I mean, they can't, like Skinner's starting to score goals again. You've got the two studs on the back end. I mean, I love them picking up Clifton to get a little grease. Uh, they've got to figure out the situation in net. Um I mean, they clearly invested, like, Levi's their guy. I mean, I can't pronounce the kid's name, the big fin that seems to... Luka Pekalukkanen, yeah. That, yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's how I could pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the save there, uh, no. Josh. But no, I mean, there's so many guys there, and now, you know, and last night, Comrie plays, right? So... I, I guess the biggest disappointment for me was um, like I watched my first NFL game about three weeks back. I went to Washington to watch the Bills, and the Bills mafia is unbelievable. And and they're struggling right now, so that town kind of is invested in this Bills team, and this is supposed to be a dream year for them. And everybody was starting to get excited about the Sabers as well. And then I I was just in disbelief at the crowd the other night. Like it was just so so mm-hmm. many blue seats. But you've got to win. You've got to win to put put bodies in. And I mean, it, it's it's funny because it's kind of everybody from Toronto. That's where you go to. That's where you go to watch your teams play, right? Because you can get in, you can get tickets, and you can get into the games. And then they made, I think it was them that made that comment that they were going to make it harder uh, for visiting teams to get tickets and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, you might want to rethink that.
1: <laughs> you very <certainly> might <laughs> want to rethink because
2: that. Those those fans dressed as blue seats are probably even if they're visiting fans, you're probably getting a little more revenue than sticking to your guns and having half the having half the stadium empty. But I hope they get get going here. I mean, they should be they should be a lot more competitive when you watch them. But again, you've got to do it right. You can't. This is another. It frustrates me so much when teams just come crumbling out of the gate and then they get hot when it doesn't matter and everybody says, "Oh, here they come." Here they come. Like, and that's why I'm glad that Detroit's off to a good start, right? Because they're another one that's that's almost like almost a month and a half in every the last few seasons are already done, right? They're already they're already home and cooked away. So it's just too hard a league to make up that many games when teams are getting off to great starts and you just can't get any traction.
1: So we're the last time we had you on feuds about two, three weeks ago, we talked about the pressure maybe Iserman was facing in Detroit of you know, not having the greatest starts and, you know, throughout the year, um, you know, things aren't going good. But Derek Lalonde and Steve Eiserman look like they've done a good job here. They've kind of said, OK, they gave the young kids the opportunity to run with it. That really hasn't worked out. They brought in some great veterans. Jeff Petrie, you know, was a healthy scratch in one of the last games and that there because they're they're pretty stacked on the back end, especially on the right side. I think Justin Hall's a plus nine. He was a whipping boy in Toronto, um, you know, but... Uh, imagine that, imagine that, the guy yeah. leaving the loose and <laughs> <figuring it laughs> um, out, eh? he doesn't look
2: very bad on the right side in Toronto right now, but
1: yeah. plus nine is a little
2: bit of a stretch, but good for him.
1: Yeah, um, but your thoughts kind of, you kind of touched on it there, but just maybe elaborate, you know, it looks like the Brinkett's been a really good, the cat in the hat is... Uh, um,
2: nine goals, I mean, he's on fire. I mean, he had the big game in Ottawa there, but I don't think there's any pressure on something seriously to have Steve Eisman have pressure, any pressure he might put on himself, but I can't imagine anybody even pondering the thoughts of him being replaced mm-hmm. um, with what he did in Tampa and what, and the time it took it, everybody forgets how long it took in Tampa for them to turn out to what they've become or had become and continue to be. And you, and you have to be patient with some of these guys. And, uh, and they look a lot better they're getting you know it seems like they're getting better goaltending uh they're playing hard their back end looks i mean obviously you know larkin has responded exceptionally well to getting his contract done and uh and the chemistry between him and deparentcat uh i thought last year i always forget his name I mean, you you saved me on this one last time um cop struggled uh, last year he yeah. looks a lot better and uh the shooter that they got out of uh, Vegas. Um, David Perron. David Perron, who I've always, he's always been a, always been a big scorer. And he he wasn't, he was good last year, but he wasn't nearly as effective as he was in St. Louis and Vegas. And I see, you're starting to see him come around to be the player that he's capable of being as well. So again, uh, and they're big and they're fast. So uh, it's good to see them off to a good start. Keep some teams honest in the East that kind of think they're going to cakewalk. Uh, and it's, I mean, obviously the Leafs, and I mean, it's just such a unique franchise. I mean, like you get caught, you get Matthews who comes out, lights out, right? Six goals in two games. And then people are like,
1: nothing you know, in the last
2: score, three games. He's 240 yeah. goals. And and instead of talking about whether they're going to win the third game, they're talking about, is he going to get the, another hat trick? And this isn't on hand. It's just the way the team is viewed and, ex, and the expectations. Now, my concern there would be, Uh, I guess I want to see Wall again tonight because I thought he was exceptional. I think Samsonov has been just average to start the season. Um, But the back end, I mean, Max got going with a little chemistry there with Nyes. But uh, the back end right now is a concern for me. It doesn't – the pairs just don't – They don't mesh right right now, yeah. They're not messing right now. And I'm sure they'll get there. But when you start to think about it again, it's a tough thing to do as you get older. Um, is to play your offside, right? It's just a tough, there's some guys that continue to know how to do it, like Alec Martinez, who I was joking with the other night about his Stanley Cup ring. He's he's always been able to do it, right? He's a great athlete and he doesn't really drop off when he switches over, but some some older players, it's distinctly more difficult um to play a lefty on the right side. And I, I just don't see that Whereas the teams you're talking about that are getting off the success and like when you look at the Vegases, and you just see their deep pairs, and it just seems that looks right. And it and it's transferable onto the ice. And right now it's just like every time I try and drop who their quote unquote top six are, it's just, it doesn't look, it doesn't look fluent. It's a work, as I think Brad Trelling would say, it's a work in progress. And when you don't have um, really a lot of cap space or anything to move along with and you know that you're going to have like Willie's been great, but you're going to have to pay him. Um, you just start to see this and you wonder what it's, it just looks off. It looks off and it's, and it's being exposed. I, I believe it is. And, and they got to figure that out for sure.
1: Yeah. They'll, uh, they're definitely see if, you know, Justin will get the, get the start uh, tonight uh, against the Washington Capitals. And they haven't really started off so oh. too. to Ovechkin's not looking
2: there there's I mean there's a perfect example like who's gonna like tonight it's for me as much as it's a like for me tonight Washington if Washington doesn't start to bring it now you're gonna start to see I think Ovi's gonna start Becoming an issue. I mean, yeah. I, the whole reasoning for him was to break this record. Right. And it's not like he's a uh, he's so competitive, but it's not like there's a ton of chances. Obviously, he had incredible, incredible chemistry with Backstrom, who's you know just been banged up and injured. And that's not there right now. And again, it's just a team that looks like it's lacking its lacking some cohesion. It's lacking a bit of an identity that they've always had. And they've got to get it back on track. Or I think the Leafs could take them to the Woodhouse tonight if they bring their A game. I mean, they've had a couple days off. And, you know, if they come out the way they did against Tampa, that's one thing. Now they turned it around and found a way to win, which was huge. But I'm just amazed at this team not coming out of the gate um, the way they're capable of. And I mean, that was one of Sheldon's old things he always used to say. We got to start on time. Yeah. Right, and that's part I think when you when you make that next step as a team, you're always starting on time, and it's a shock when you don't start on time. And with the Leafs, he's kind of trending that. Hmm. And I, you know, and a lot for it is too is when you bring in guys like a for example, and then you see the ice time is so incredibly tilted towards your top guys that it's really, especially this early in the season, and you've got guys that really need to play. Like the reason Max Domi had turned his career around because he was playing on a power play in Dallas and the Rangers and he was getting big minutes and he felt a part of things. Now, if you're going to play him 11 minutes and expect him to go out and be into it, it's just not, you're not going to get your just results. And uh, and obviously the top line still, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Bertuzzi fan, but I mean, you kind of struggle when, and it's again, I to, it's about the chemistry and we used to sit there too. And you'd sit there. It was like when we, we just write down, you know. Imagine how good Kovalchuk is going to be uh, with – he has a choice whether he can either play with Anji Kopitar, who's a feeder, or he's going to play with Jeff Carter, right? Yeah. And then you get there, and for whatever reason, there's just zero chemistry. It just never works. And so it's easy to write on the board, and I'm not giving up on it, but you write down Bertuzzi with Matthews and Marner, and you get excited, right? And for whatever reason, it just hasn't clicked yet. Bunting went in there, and it clicked yeah right it's I, I do think such a huge thing
1: yeah i i agree with that i do think long-term feuds that matthew nyes is that person to fit in that spot with matthews and 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 marner but i just in the way things have gone lately you know and now you just saw this chemistry it is a one-game sample size with dolmy
2: actually it's about a two shift two shift sample size because it is yeah they were two really good shifts but yeah it wasn't like they were clicking on all cylinders up until that point.
1: No, no. So we'll see what happens there. Gets, uh,
2: it'll be interesting too, because it gets frustrating for players. And I know Daryl used to do it a lot too, is when you go to the Yahtzee Cup early. And it's like, if you go through like your rotation twice and the coach doesn't like what he sees, and then it's just whoosh, who's up next. And every line's a different, a different makeup and stuff like that. That's yeah. why guys like Zach Hyman are special because they can play with anybody and they carry the load.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Connor Brown too. He's a uh, yep. kind of similar similar type. Um Milan Lucic, Boston Bruins 5 and 0. Um Matthew uh, gets a uh, gets a his first NHL goal and shortly after gets his second NHL goal. Um he's fitting in, looking looking pretty good. He looks like he'll be a regular this year, the 19-year-old. Um but uh you know, the Bruins 5 and 0, they're picking up where they kind of left off in the regular season last year. Um you know, obviously eliminated in the first round to the Florida Panthers, but uh the Bruins look pretty pretty good still, don't they, uh, Feuds?
2: There's something about that jersey and the culture that it involves. I mean, like, a couple things are happening. Marshawn is taking, it's hard to imagine him taking on a larger role. Yeah. His identity is coming to fruition. Um, the goaltenders have been exceptional. Pasternak is an absolute elite star. And guys are picking up the slack, guys that are getting chances. There. And I mean, obviously, a guy like Luch, who knows he's, He's, you know, getting near the end of things. For You can just see the pride he wears. He looks just, he's just in heaven with that Bruins jersey back on. And I'm sure he's, providing an incredible amount of leadership, getting an opportunity to play. I mean, the one guy who slept, somebody slept in and missed a meeting, I guess. I love when they do that too, right? Take the brusque, yeah. yeah <laughs> getting, okay. <laughs> oh man, but I'm glad they, that's the thing is that's the culture, right? It'd be easy. There's certain teams that would say, ah, he's too important. We got to play him anyways. And they stuck with their guns and they still found a way to win the game. So I think Monty is just an incredible coach. Um, uh love the way he's turned his life around, but he's such a, he's a great guy for one thing, but he's such an incredible hockey mind. And I think the guys love playing for him. And again, sneaky depth on the back end, like that's a great blue line, right? Yeah. You've got a legit number one in McAvoy. And then the, the depth that's down there is pretty fun to watch and uh, they play hard. They play tough. And I, and I, and I love what I see. Um, it'll be really interesting. It's almost scary. I mean, I must look at the standings and go, cause clearly I didn't think they were going to be a five and O team. I didn't think they'd drop off the face of the earth. I thought there'd be a little bit of an adjustment time with the big boys retiring but good on them. I mean, the only problem is they got to be careful because <laughs> you don't want to go out and break last year's record and go out in the first round. I think there's a team that's got to They're going to level level out a little bit, and I think they've got to find a way to get themselves in the playoffs and and erase some of the ghosts from last year because that's that, that reminded me so much of baseball this year where this team's just all the hundred wood teams were gone before the national anthems were over, right? And yeah. the Bruins last year to, you know, I mean it changes everything so dramatically that flora you know found a way there and then found you know and somehow found a way the leafs must just shake their head how they didn't capitalize on that one but yeah. anyways good for them there's a uh, good starts are much more easy to convince the fans there's no empty seats in boston that's for sure
1: no um hopefully there's no empty seats in carolina because they've had a bit of a slow start your thoughts on the, the season that they've had to date and you know kind of a tough one the other night. Uh um but uh I think they'll be okay. I know was out with him getting him back will be, a, will be be will be very important. But uh well and Svetch, right? Uh
2: that's huge, right? Svetnikov. Yeah. It's I, I don't worry about them. Um I, I just uh I think they're gonna they're a the kind of team that can whack up, uh run up uh Kevin in a row right yeah, in a row. they're just uh the goaltending's gotta be better. Um that blue line is phenomenal. I'm sure there's a couple guys in their mind, maybe a little thinking about their contract situation. Um, but I, I love that team. I love. I, I wouldn't have any worry. They just got to get healthy. And that coach doesn't allow teams to. <laughs> they'll, they're not going to get that work for much longer. Once they once they get one, I think that's a team that could run the table for quite some time. I, I still think they're very much capable of, of winning the Eastern Conference and, and doing some damage. They just got to. They got to get get that consistency of effort back that that Roddy Brindamore demands, and I'm sure they will.
3: Yeah. All right, Mutz fans, listen up. So SeatGeek is an amazing app that helps you buy tickets in the easiest way possible. So please, if you ever need to buy tickets to any event, NHL, NBA, NFL, CFL, MLB, or concert tickets, click the link in our description and use promo code 2 to get 20% off your first purchase. That's two months pod to get 20% off your first purchase. SeatGeek it's where it's at. This public service announcement is brought to you by our friends at CDN. Here's a crazy thought. Not all team wear needs a team logo. Stand out in the crowd and rep your team colors with one of CDN's hockey hats. Listen, these hats are phenomenal. We just got ours a little while ago and we've been wearing them nonstop. You know when you find a hat you love and you just can't take it off? Yep, that's how we feel with our CDN hat. Every time we wear it out, we get asked, where did you get that hat? I know what you're thinking. How can I get one? Cue the details. Shop online 24-7 at www.wearecbn.ca and use the promo code 2 for 15% off your order again that's www.wearecdn.ca to get your new favorite hat and use the discount code 2MUTTS at checkout for 15% off your order now back to the show
1: Anything stands out to you, uh, you know, as uh, first, you know, six games into the season for some teams, I know some teams have played lesser games, but uh, before we kind of get you out, anything kind of that's uh, intrigued your eye uh, early on, or is it just because it's the first month, you know, systems aren't in place, you know, it's going to take a bit of time for some teams and some teams will just pick off. Like we did at the top, we did talk about five and for Colorado and six and for Vegas. So, you know, those are veteran teams.
2: Well, there's certainty. Te- I guess there's certain teams that, where they're at in the rebuild like you it looks like you see teams like anaheim and san jose are completely committed to where <laughs> yes where they need to be as part of the rebuild um I, I love the way arizona's played i they're they're playing with a i mean good for good for frenchy behind the bench there because he's a i love the guy and and to see how hard they're working and and some of their skill set coming up and some of the i mean i still don't think they're there yet but they're they're Definitely past that, uh, where there's no easy game there, right? It's not like anybody. If you want to take the Arizona Coyotes, that's why I was really excited to see what happens tonight because LA's kind of owned them in recent history, and, and Arizona's kind of, you know, Arizona is going to be a tough game for them tonight. Yeah, um, I, I maybe a little bit Winnipeg. I mean, Chicago, Chicago. They're, they're you know, they're rebuilding. Um, still surprised, although I love it. I mean. I love Nick Felino and I love Corey Perry, but here's my deal, like to pay, to pay them that much, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to move them at the deadline when teams are going to be dying. Uh, when your $4 million players probably aren't still $4 million players, it's going to be hard to add teams, and teams are going to be dying to add them, uh, and it's a harder number to move. Um, as you get closer to the end. And I know they're there to teach Bradard how to be a be a pro and stuff like that. And I guess out of my disappointments, I got to go a little bit with Winnipeg uh, because I was so happy for the city, like, when Shifley signs and... Hellebuck, yeah. And Hellebuck signs. And then I'm like, and then everybody's like, everybody wants to be here now. Everybody that's here wants to be here now. We want to be Jets. And then I'm looking going... He didn't play like everybody wants to be there, right? Like Alakaziah follows looks like he wants to be there, right? There's other guys that you, you gotta, you gotta, and even Hellenbuck's gotta be better. Uh, felt so bad for Gabe Velarde, who was in such a good place mentally and physically, you know, felt like he was getting him, like, gonna get refreshed opportunity, and to see him go out, especially against the Kings, was tough to watch. Um, and again, I, there's so many, there's so many different stories, so many different teams. I mean, I was thrilled. I was thrilled for Kopi the other night sent him a nice note when he became the you know th- that whole bit with him and Brownie was brings a tear to your eye when he became the uh most decorated king for the most games played and then they went out and they were they weren't very good right and and that's another team that you know Luke's gone on record saying we're one of the few you know one of the top teams competing for a Stanley Cup and Blaking said it's all about winning now then they they can't afford to it's such a tough as like you said you said earlier when teams like vegas start who have every reason to look exhausted and tired and hung over go out 6 and 0 you got to be careful how far you drop off behind the pace and that goes for the Eventons and the calgarys and all that as well because as much as i think certain teams are going to drop off uh, i think vancouvers not going to be as easy to fall off the map as they are the way talk has got them playing yeah and uh their back end looks much more like you said when you start to look at their pairs you start to go ah oh, that looks that looks better that looks better i don't think arizona is going to be as easy out the one wild card for me is and i kind of tried to figure it out last year because i just thought i'd go on and i'd talk about seattle like this is just smoke and mirrors right like and then they just were great all year Right. And then they were great in the playoffs. And then I, their start has really surprised me. Like, I, I think they're, they're a team that better get it going sooner. or it could. Yeah. This, this looks them. a lot more like the start of their, in their expansion year than what we saw last year, where they came out, looked like they were playing with the house's money. Looked like some of them have read, read their own press clippings about
1: how good they were last year. Barakowski, out too. That's a big loss. Yeah. Them. That's huge. That, that top six forward. Uh, missed missed there. But uh I agree. I don't I think Vancouver's the real deal. You know, Demko looks good and uh you know, even Casey Dismiss looks good in the relief that he's uh, come in and Miller you, looks you
2: know, Josh. If you look at right off the top of your head, Kay, you, you gotta think that Vegas is a just in the Pacific, like Vegas, you know, you gotta think Edmonton's gonna get back in it, and Vancouver's playing great. So right already you're starting to talk about somebody that's really good. Like either you know Los Angeles or you know a team like or Calgary is already you're already talking about wild card spots, right, yeah, and it's way too early, I understand that, but six and O is a lot, I mean it doesn't mean it it's it's okay to kind of scuff your toes or spin your wheels a little bit now, but you can't do it for a long period of time.
1: well, what if McDavid misses you know, say four games, I know two weeks. If they, if it's two weeks, well, they, it's you know what games they've got them. enough
2: guys and certain guys. Then Evander's got to start scoring. You know, I think Idol will just take it to another level. Like, um, you know, Connor's got to, Connor Brown's got to start chipping on. They need some guys to step up in his absence. But I'm not. I still think they'll score. I think they. I think they will. I, I'm just worried about how they defend. Yeah, right. And that's, kind of- and, and that's not. And it doesn't get exposed as much when Connor's McDavid is scoring four or five points a game, right? Yeah. so now you really have to you might have to win a 2-1 game and that just right now that doesn't look like something they're capable of doing yeah
1: yeah we'll see what happens tonight internal
2: reflection
1: it does yeah exactly um all right butes anything else you wanted to plug before we head out i don't think so
2: appreciate your i I think you got I think you got justin williams coming on soon so that'll be fun one for you and uh I'll get to work on those Shen brothers. I know the ones out there. He's got no excuses. He's got six months with a bad or six weeks with a bad groin. So <laughs> we'll get to work on the boys for sure.
1: Okay, for sure. Thanks again, Futes, and uh, yeah, uh, thanks for getting us, Justin Williams. We'll uh, probably have that sometime next week. But uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, watch,
2: hey, Josh. Watch how pissed off he gets when you call him Mister Game Seven. He hates it.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I was thinking about doing it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just ask him and just watch the facial expression. It's yeah. one of his, he hates it. hates it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone knows he is known as Mr. Game seven. So, but, uh, I was going to put in the, in the, in the subject, uh, for the email, I was going to put Mr. Game seven, but I do it, he, he, you know, he, he messaged back. I didn't do it. So, uh, I'll see. Yeah. I, I know old dog knows him too, but old dog always, tells, you know, old dog too, Jeff. Yeah. And he always calls him Mr. Game seven too. So it's, uh. It is funny, but his hits in Toronto are usually over the phone, so you can't see the facial reaction. So we'll see how it goes with us. Maybe we'll uh, we'll tap into that for it's sure. Well, it's
2: well worth it's well worth watching the eyes roll.
1: And and he was very close to Amazing Grace Bowen, wasn't he? Um, you... That's how I met her. He got she was at the game
2: there with her her little bald head to see Justin. They're both from Coburg, and then I just she ended up overtaking my. I ended up speaking. He couldn't make it to the funeral, so. Um, they basically asked me to give the eulogy yeah. along with Haley Wickenheiser in his absence, so it took it to another level. So, and they're very grateful about everything that you've been doing for them as well. Yeah, keeping her, keeping her
1: name alive. Yes, and thanks to you for that too. So, all right, everyone, we'll chat. Uh, well, Kia, have a good week. We'll uh, we'll keep in touch and enjoy uh, enjoy the weather out there. Drive safe, and uh, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, stay humble, and uh, just be kind. Thank you.